Hey everyone, this is Emmanuel, your Body Code Practitioner. This is episode 33 for Healing the Healer podcast. It's August 18th and we are talking about dreams today. And I want to make this podcast pretty short. For those of you who are listening to me, I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate all your support, all your amazing feedback. Some of you guys send me messages on Anchor and I'm so grateful for always um, letting me know how you feel and what this means to you as I talk about different topics. But I want to talk about something pretty close and sacred to me, which is dreams. And I thought about this because I, for Inside Out Institute, I gave a a tip to some people about keeping a dream journal close to you. Now, I have about, I would say, 17 journals. Now, not all of them are all about dreams. Uh, It's more about um, my history and what I've done or what I have not done or contemplations and things like that. But I've always, since around age 26... I started really seriously taking journaling to the next level. But I want to talk about dreams. And I know in my scriptures, my own personal scriptures, it says dreams, a way that God communicates to man. And I want to talk about how there's different types of dreams. Some of them you may label them as dreams, but maybe they're not. Maybe there's something else. And uh, there's different things that we can kind of look forward to if you just open your mind to it. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I used to do the emotion code and... After the emotion code, I went to the body code. Now, because I was scared of certain parts in the body code system, I would kind of like my muscle testing would forcefully go somewhere else because I didn't know what I would find there. I didn't know how to explain it to my clients. So there was a point where I was still kind of learning the body code where I felt like consciously I was trying to avoid certain areas in the body code. Now, I'm not scared of that anymore because I keep telling myself that anything can cause anything literally. And that's the holistic approach on how to help anyone out is not to assume, oh, you have this pain is probably because of this muscle. Oh, you have this headache is probably because there's a skull part misaligned. Um, Not really. There's a lot of different factors that can come in and you just have to be open uh, while you're doing this type of healing. What's interesting is that I want to talk about one type of dream and it's called the spirit world dream. What I mean by that is that my mother um, you know, this is my faith, you know, for those of you who are aware, you know, I'm LDS, you know, or people call me, you know, member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, whatever you want to call it, I'm a Christian. And, um, what's interesting is that my, my mother had this dream and it was very powerful. I, um, something that a lot of people don't know is that we're the only, um, faith currently right now, uh, that believes in baptism for the dead. And that might be something that's kind of foreign to a lot of people, especially Christians. But really what it means is that it has to do with the fact that we're giving people a second chance on the other side, which is really a act of mercy. And we don't forcefully let, you know, people to come in and, and you know, say you have to get baptized in our church or in, in the church of Jesus Christ. We don't do that. Um, it's like they have the option, but we do it via proxy, which is an interesting word, by the way, because proxy is what we do when we connect with people long distance. Um, so we're, we're working um, on behalf of someone. We're muscle testing on behalf of someone. We're moving the magnet over our governing meridian on the behalf of someone. So it's interesting when I came into this healing modality, obviously Dr. Brad is LDS, but uh, as well, so we, we have the same faith, but it's interesting that the word proxy showed up because I was like, wow, that's cool. We're doing it on behalf of someone. Makes perfect sense to me. And um, well, what's interesting is... Um, I did some work for my grandfather on my father's side and I went to the temple with my uncle and I remember he told me, he said, hey, let's go pray together 
and let's just see if maybe he we can pray for your grandfather, which was kind of touching to me because I didn't know. Uh, I was kind of new to the faith. Um, I never did baptism for the dead. But um, anyway, the point was is that my uncle uh, said, let's go pray for him. And then three weeks later, this is really interesting, my mother never dreams of my grandfather ever. And all of a sudden, my grandfather shows up in her dream. And my grandfather and my mother have a very horrible relationship. This is the father of my father. They don't have a good relationship. Um, it was very, very torn, twisted, a um, lot of contention. It just wasn't good at all. And for her to dream of him out of nowhere, two weeks after I did work on him, that's really interesting. And she was kind of looking into my faith, kind of like, you know, what is Emmanuel doing over there? You know, she was like a Catholic her whole life. But what's really interesting is that she had a dream and she saw him younger. So he died around, I don't know, maybe like 60 or 70. But she saw, she sat down at a table and there he was, but he was like 30. And I've heard a lot about theories about kind of like when we're in the spirit world, we're kind of like in our prime. And so he was in his prime. He looked, he didn't have um, eye issues at all. He didn't have health issues. He used to be overweight. Wasn't overweight, was slimmed down. He didn't have eye problems. He used to have like have this issue where he would only see shadows. He looked fine. What's interesting is he was sitting at the table being fed and someone was giving him food. And like almost like a servant was giving him food or, or a maid or someone. But the point was is that he was living the good life. And that's really interesting um, because that that let me know I feel like he accepted the gospel. Like, you know, that was a very interesting thing. But then uh, what's even more interesting is that his family was not able to sit at the table. I don't know if it's because they didn't accept the gospel or maybe they were um, not passed away yet. But the point is, is that they were all seated around the table, but they didn't sit down with him. And then the big thing that really caught my attention uh, was that he uh, walked up to my mother and gave her a kiss on the side of both sides of her cheek. Um, it just reminded me of Exodus or not Exodus, but also like some scriptures and when Moses and Aaron, that was sort of a sign of membership, uh, in ancient days to, to do a sign of the kiss. That's why it was so offensive for Judas to kiss Jesus on the side of the cheek, because that was in those times, a sign of being a member of the faith of someone who's following the Lord is you would, you would kiss like that. And so to betray the Lord like that was overly offensive. And so anyway, I just, um, I kind of knew that. So I let her know and she's like, and she said, she's like, I think he, I don't know. And she didn't know I did that. She didn't know I did the temple work, but she says, I think, but now that I told her afterwards, she says, you know, I think maybe he accepted it because he looked really happy and yeah, that's a really interesting dream. So that was a spirit world dream. She was able to kind of like see into the spirit world. There's also dreams with symbolism, which is very interesting. All of these you should write down, whatever you and it could be anything, really. I'm just giving you some examples of some dreams that I've seen that are very powerful. Um, she had a dream also while she was looking into my faith of of like a temple, and there was like a river around it. And everywhere she tried to get into the temple, there was just this river there. And she couldn't, there was no bridge, there was nothing. And when she told me that dream, I also told her too, I said, you know, I think that has to do with baptism. Like you can't go into the temple unless you get baptized. And so... She, uh, it just made a lot of sense to her and it resonated with her. And that's another thing that's really interesting is when you share truth, truth resonates. Like for some reason, like for some reason, I feel like that's right. 
you know, and that's what she felt when I told her my interpretation of it. Um, also, sometimes I've had dreams before where I thought it was um, a dream, but it wasn't. It was actually an outer body experience, and I had that twice already. Actually, I've had it three times. The first time was uh, when I had a surgery when I was six years old. I was actually positioned on top of myself. I was floating above myself while I was watching the surgeons work on me. That's the first time. That wasn't a dream. But my whole life, I thought that was a dream until recently I said, wait, it's possible to have um, outer body experiences. Some people call it astral projection, different ways to, to name it. But for the most part, that wasn't a dream. And maybe you have sometimes where you've been running around and maybe you thought you were in your body, but you weren't. Maybe you're in real life actually walking around as a spirit. It's very possible. And also, um, I had a home experience where I was running around the house and I literally saw the time. I was like, oh, look, it's 6.59. I have to get ready for school. And as soon as I got in my body, it was literally like 7.01 or 7 o'clock and the alarm went off. I remember going like, wait a minute. I'm like, was I just... And I remember when I was running around my house, there was like everything was the same way that it was when I woke up. So I remember like looking in my closet. I'm like, oh, there's there's my closet. There's a certain clothes. Everything was just right the way you would typically look in the morning. And I jumped in my body. For some reason, I had this instinct of like, just jump in the body and get out. Like jump in the body and get up. And I did. That was not a dream. That was an outer body of experience. The last one I... I I did was I intentionally was seeking to do an outer body experience. Now, I always kind of caution people too. I've heard um, from different bloggers, different spiritual people, you may not want to do this on a consistent basis um, for many reasons. Um, but I just wanted to try it out once to see what it would do or if I like intentionally did it. So I remember going on a YouTube channel and like it said like meditation for astral projection. So I was like, all right, let's try this. So I, I listened to it. And then all of a sudden, um, I fell asleep, or I think I fell asleep on the couch. But what's really interesting is that I got out of my body and I was floating in my room in my office. And I remember like hearing, like like closing my eyes and like hearing someone cry, being very emotional. And I was like, "Who is that?" Then it was like, "I feel like it's my sister." No, that can't be. My sister's in L.A. I'm in Las Vegas. I was like, I'm going to go see her. So then I went out of the roof, went to the street, and was just flying around, went down the street. And I feel like I w it took like a second to go from my street to travel up the 15 freeway. It literally felt like it was within 10 seconds. Like I chose to go very fast. And um, I when I went to her place... Um, she was just very emotional. And I don't remember what happened after that. I think I went like all the way back to my body again. But I do remember the trip there. I do remember floating above my house. I do remember going through the streets and then just waking up on the couch. And then I remember calling my sister right away. And she said, she's like, I've been having a really bad two days. I've been crying. I've been very emotional. She was having issues um, with this relationship. And so how could I have planned that? I mean, I didn't know that was the case, but I really feel like, I wouldn't want to label that a dream. I would label that an outer body experience. Um, and also the dreams of the future. You know, there's a lot of um, uh, biblical precedence in regards to um, the first thing that comes 
comes to mind is uh, Joseph, the father of law, father-in-law of Jesus, was actually, you know, warned to leave um, Bethlehem to be safe from uh, Herod's uh, tyranny. That's one of them. Also, the wise men that were supposed to come back to. Um, Herod to give sort of a recap of this son. And Herod's very sneaky, obviously. He said, you know, show me where this son is, this king is, so I can, you know, worship him too, which was, uh, he was lying about that. He was just trying to uh, get information about this young king that was being born uh, to kill him because that he would obviously rule over Herod. Um, but what's interesting is the wise men, so the wise men were expected to come back to him to give him a report. But if you read the scriptures, it says that they had a dream and they and the dream was to tell him not to go back to Herod. And and of course, Herod, because he didn't see them come back, he was very concerned and says, okay, I'm going to start killing all the babies there. Um, so that's really interesting that it can be a warning. Not all dreams are this beautiful dream from the creator that like, you know, I don't think Joseph woke up with this, ah, what a beautiful dream of you know, babies being attacked. It's like, it, that's not, sometimes it's a warning. And I've had one of those before where um, I believe China was invading us and um, there were explosives outside and just military walking the streets. And I remember yelling in the home going, we're not ready. And then just waking up. And so that was kind of a wake up call to me because I was planning on buying food storage and I remember returning it. Like it was over $6,000 worth of food storage and I returned it and I regret doing that. Um, now I did buy some new food storage recently, but I do recommend if you're listening to my voice that we should all have, you know, 12 months of food storage and uh, maybe start looking into like metals and gold just in case cash currency becomes null. Um, but that's that's my opinion, but that's something that our church has been teaching us is 12 months of food storage. And so I, I don't have that yet, but I'm accumulating it right now. And that dream was, I think, to warn me. Um, also, the last dream I want to share with you, which was a very beautiful dream, was that um, I some of you guys may have reoccurring dreams. And I have I had one. And it's really interesting to say that finally on a podcast. I had one because I don't have it anymore. And so what was that? The dream had to do with... Um, with a car that would travel many different places. I'd be traveling with it. And then it, the road would end and then it would go to the ocean or go to a lake or go to something. And uh, it would freak me out. It would, I, I have a, and there were like really big whales like in this ocean. So I've had multiple dreams where either I was on a boat, I was looking down and there's these huge beasts in the sea. I've had that multiple times or I've flown on detached freeways in the sky where you're kind of like revving up your car trying to like fly to different parts of these freeways. I've had that dream, but the dream that it was very, very recurring is, again, going to a dead-end road, but the road goes in the ocean. And I would see that over and over and over and over again. I've had that dream probably 10 to 11 times in my life. And what's really interesting is when I met my soulmate, Jessica Zavios, when I met her, um, that's when my dream stopped. And I wonder what it was. Well, she was in Bear Lake and she she showed me a photo of herself and she was near a lake and the road was going into the lake. And 
I may sound very sheltered right now, and it's kind of embarrassing, but I've never seen that road go into lakes before. And all it really was is that's where you dock your boats. That's where you leave your boats. That's where you put your jet skis. And you know how they slowly put them in the lake. But I, I've, my parents never did that. We didn't have any of those things. Um, you know, my parents were wealthy, but we, for some reason, boating wasn't one of our things. So I never saw that before until I met her. And really, I feel like that dream was a sign for me, uh, something of the future that would confirm that this person was for me. Because after this dream, after I actually saw this photo, I never had that dream again. It was almost like it was meant to be that she was supposed to take a photo of herself uh, near this road that goes into the lake. And it would remind me that she's the one. And so um, dreams are very powerful. Don't take them casually. And now that you know that, hopefully this opens you up to more dreams. And not only that, think about what you, what you, what a great tip is before you go to bed, think about what is like holding you back in life. And then picture and visualize the solution in your head. Visualize, visualize, visualize the solutions. Then just go to bed. And then your subconscious may dream about it, may give you the right answer. So you need to do this. And what's really interesting is, I would definitely keep a journal so that way you can look back and you never know. You might say, wait a minute, this dream was about the future or this dream was an outer, it wasn't a dream. It was an outer body of experience or this dream was a symbol or this dream was a spirit world dream. Whatever it is, just make sure that you know that dreams are a way that your subconscious can communicate with you, the way your spirit communicates with you, and then also how the creator communicates with you or you may be as a son or daughter of the creator, uh, you may be leaving your body for a little bit, or you may enter the spirit world. So there's, there's a lot of things that's very powerful, but I wouldn't, again, take it for granted. I would take notes and, and write it down. You never know what it's going to mean in the future. Um, when Jessica ever shares me a dream, I always tend to go to my journal and write her dream down, even in my journal. Um, so I take dreams very seriously. And if you haven't, you're missing out because there's communication coming from inside of you and outside of you that may lead you to the next step. And I really feel also too, if you're doing body code energy healing sessions, I don't know about you, but my dreaming space has opened up a ton. Uh, ever since I started clearing my heart wall, all of a sudden my dreaming started again and I would have more consistent dreaming. And so if you are doing energy healing work, you've probably already noticed that and there's more to come. But the question is, are you taking notes of maybe what your spirit is communicating with you, your subconscious, or maybe the creator. If you're taking notes, I always tell my friends and family this, if there are more highlights in your book, there'll be more highlights in your life. So if you're taking notes in your journal, I'm glad that you're writing a roadmap for yourself for the future or for the present. And I'm glad that you've trust yourself to say, you know what? I wonder what my dreams are telling me. And leave that open, leave that chapter open and continue to receive. So hopefully you enjoy your, your dreaming and I hope this uh, added some insight to your uh, wonderful journaling you do every single day. Talk to you soon.